You're listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the IPHC Leadership Cast. I'm Janice Bennett and today we're here with Chris Brand from Perth, Australia. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Janice. How are you? It's wonderful. It's great to have you with us here today. And now, Chris, you serve as, as the national leader for the IPHC in Australia, and you're also the pastor of the senior the senior pastor of Collective Hope Church in Perth, Australia. That's right. So, um, tell us a little bit. What is God doing in Australia? What's going on? A whole bunch of exciting things. As you would know, Australia is a very big country with a relatively small population, only 25 million people. It's a lot of ground to cover. Right. That raises some questions in terms of. How do you reach those 25 million people? Mm-hmm. Oh, and racially diverse. It would be the most multicultural Western nation in the world. So interesting, isn't it? That is very interesting. 170 different nationalities in my city of 2 million people. 107 nationalities. 170. 70, wow. That's so you can incredible. reach the world in my city, literally. Wow, that's mm. incredible. In a city of 2 million people. That's it. All right, so what are some of the things that you're doing to reach all these multiple nationalities? Well, of course, that, that means you, we must do evangelism. We must have people doing a whole bunch of different things around evangelism, outreach, that kind of stuff. Net result of that has to be church planting. Um, we can capture, of course, the fish, use the nets to catch the fish. Yes. and then disciple them and hopefully uh, repeat the process. So some really exciting things about church planting, around church planting for us, which we're very thankful to God for. So where are you planting churches in Australia? At the moment, it it is easiest for us to plant churches in the area where we're already strong, if that makes sense. So kind of using that strength to leverage off and do more strength. So at this point, we're heavily focused on the West Coast with a smattering of churches towards the East. Um, But for us, we're able to use really essentially one admin center Um, a conference center, if you will, and then kind of use that as the admin base, administration base, which means that the local church plant is really focused on evangelism, discipleship, and pastoral ministry, Mm -hmm. leaving all the nitty-gritty, hard-work admin stuff for us in the the central office. Oh, fun. So we're on track to plant five new churches by middle of this year, which is pretty exciting for us. Fantastic, because Mm. the IPHC has some lofty goals by 2018. 33. That's it, exactly. So you're, yeah. it sounds like you're on the right track. Lord willing. Yes, well, yeah. praise the Lord. Yeah. And now you're in Australia, like you said, it's very multicultural, but it's also very postmodern mm. um, culture and community. I've been there and seen some of the, the, the people and the places and just experienced it. It's incredible. Mm. Um, so what are you seeing as some of the best ways to reach out to this postmodern culture and um, just to bring people in? Yeah. I think that it's good for us to remember that a lot of what we see in the book of Acts is much the same. Mm. Cities that were multicultural, Rome and Corinth and places like that. Um, Places that weren't just merely like Jerusalem, for instance. We kind of have a very, I think, singular kind of concept in Acts and it's not true at all. So the disciples, the first disciples, were used to ministering in contexts that were varied and wide and vast and broad. And in that regard, when Christ is preached, legitimately preached from a right heart, right motive, by the power of the Holy Spirit, then of course it becomes real that Jesus is the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. That becomes evident. Signs and wonders follow the preaching of the gospel. Lives are changed. And of course, therefore, disciples are made. So we don't need to be as, as, as concerned with the whole postmodern idea as what I think some people can be. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a hump to get over. It's a bridge to cross, if that makes sense. Right. 
once you've made that conscious bridge in your mind, you realise it's, it's the world in which we live, where we're surrounded by all kinds of different religions, some old religions, some are new religions, some old ways, some are new ways. And secularism is a, is a blend and a mix and a mishmash of all of them in some senses. So it's our job to be faithful to the gospel, to preach the gospel accurately and, and well, believing for God to authenticate by the power of the Spirit that this Jesus is real. And so I'm getting reports from home, even as I'm here right now, of all kinds of the wonderful things happening. They're saying too many wonderful things to mention in the list of things we're saying. But whenever you preach Jesus, look what happens. Look what God does. Because, I mean, it's just the power of the Holy Spirit. It's really. exactly that, yeah. Just living and operating in our lives and um, that being a light to the world around us. Mm. I think in one sense, I can't change the culture around me. Mm -hmm. But what I can do is preach Christ. And what Christ does is change the culture. And I think that small, the sort of bridges, if that makes sense, are necessary. The small bridges, but they're necessary bridges. Um, I've got to be faithful to what I'm called to do and let Christ take care of the rest. So now with all of the church planting that you're doing, you're obviously reaching people, but then raising those people up to be leaders and to um, be disciples, but to be leaders, to be able to plant churches. So mm. how are you going about doing that? Leadership is, is interesting, isn't it, in terms of the way we get people ready for not just ministry, but the complexity of ministry. In that regard, I think there's probably something like five levels of leadership, if you will, on the complexity scale, um, from simple right through to complex. And um, leaders in, in certain positions have to handle far more complexity than other leaders. So how do, I, how do I grow our people in terms of capacity for complexity? Capacity to handle more than one task. And of course, the, the complexity around ministry itself, hermeneutics and so on and so forth. So. We do a whole bunch of training programs to help people with that. For us, training is not merely the theory, but the doing. So we want to get them doing it. So if we're taking you through a preaching class, we will get you preaching. It's not just the theory of preaching, if that makes sense. Right. And we've got a few things in that, that category. So do you have like a regular school of ministry or a regular training that's going on? Or is it more concentrated in a certain time period? How we, do you do that? Yeah, we're doing both, both, both and more. So some things can be self-directed. Someone can study at home using the materials found on Life Springs. Some of those materials can, of course, use be home in home-directed studies. We also do intensives. So we'll get a lecture in for a week and lecture on something quite particular. We'll do one on the Gospel of John um, sometime in the next couple of months. And then also we do twice a month a class around leadership. So people are getting leadership principles at the moment for the rest of this year. And there's another class on, on Kingdom Living by a different lecturer. So not just me, different lecturers doing different things and, and different me methods and models of different deliveries, if you will, of training programs. So you're really taking somebody from a new believer and through the whole discipleship process up into they continue to grow, like you and said, to different capacities of leadership. Yeah, and Lord willing, church planting and pastoral ministry or missionaries or mm -hmm. whatever work the, the Lord has called them to do, wow. yes. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. It's a, it's a huge task, but mm. um, it's incredible just to, I'm sure, just to see people's growth and to see them grow and develop in, in their spiritual walk and in their spiritual journey. Mm, that's it. So, yeah. So what are some other things that God's doing in Australia? One of the things that's really been on my heart for quite a while is the need for the church to do what I think the early church did well, and that was to focus on the least, last and lost. So those that the Roman Empire forgot about, the early church ministered too. And we don't have to read too far to find out the effects of that. The church really, 
embodied the very life of Jesus, the hands, the feet of Jesus. And, and so we should. So for us, that would be people who are um, ex-prisoners, people who are coming out of, of rehab programs of some sort, um, homeless people or refugees, those kinds of people. And in some cases, those with, with disabilities of some sort as well. And the Lord's really given us lots of opportunities to minister in those kinds of contexts. And that's been quite a blessing for us. That's awesome. Mm. Uh, just, you know, to see the church getting outside the walls of a church building and getting outside of our group of people. Mm. But like you say, going to the least, the last, and the lost. Mm. Um, so do you have a regular prison ministry that is run? or do you? Our focus is more on, on those coming out of prison, okay. if that makes sense, or post-prison. There are other groups doing prison ministry quite well. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the prisoners struggle when they're, when they're released to be accepted back into society again. Um, and so that's one of the, the, the places the church can really shine, of course, is in its message of grace and forgiveness and, and, and acceptance to people who have paid their time and now they have a fresh chance in life. Yeah. Absolutely. And to help them get reacclimated to to society and I'm sure to be able to find their place. Exactly. So a couple of things. One of our local churches is ministering very well in that scene and has got quite a strong reputation in the community at large that if you are in need that church will help you in those scenarios we've recently in the last last 12 months taken on an accommodation center mm -hmm. and we have lived in accommodation for people um, in, in some of those categories and that's been a joy to watch of course as well because people living in community really get tested on their, their love and grace towards each other but ultimately grow in grace yeah. with one another and we've just planted a church in that in that place as well so we were very blessed with that yeah. And this year, our, our church is focusing on we prayerfully value justice. And, you know, these are some of the issues. These are some of the things that um, we, we need to focus on. And I just I, my prayer is that this year we'll bring um, some of these things to our attention so that we can be more intentional mm. about reaching out to, like you said, the least, the last, and the lost. But reaching out to those who um, are marginalized or forgotten sometimes that are, are very hurting Mm. and need the love of Christ and need the grace of Christ in their life. And it's mm. just encouraging to see churches like yours and churches in Australia reaching out. And yeah, thank you. And we're not the only ones, of course. You know, friends yeah. and opposite here around the world are doing these things and doing these things very, very well. Yeah. I think it really reflects our Wesleyan roots, um, that, that that's out of the bedrock of where we come, that the early holiness churches were known to always reach mm -hmm. those that were poor and forgotten in society. And so... Uh, many of our missionaries, our pastors, our leaders are doing these things and doing these things very well mm. all around the globe. So it's not just Australia by any means, the imagination. No, but it's, it's encouraging for, for us to hear what God is doing Thank around you. the world and how he is, you know, not just doing it in our area or where we are, but to mm. hear what God is doing through our IPHC family around mm. the world. Sometimes mm. we can get um, sort of locked into our area and focus on our area and reaching our area, but to know that God is doing the same things literally all the way around the world from America to Australia. Halfway so, around the world. Yes. So thank you, Chris. Thanks for taking time today to come and to visit with us and to share with us what God is doing and to help bring our IPHC family closer together. Thanks, Janice. Yeah, it's Good been privilege. great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. If you enjoyed this podcast today, please take the time to leave us a review and share with your friends. Thanks again for joining us.